All right. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Um, I'm super excited today for uh, the next episode of the podcast. Um, I, again, met an Instagram friend, which I love Instagram. I think I even talked an episode previously about being able to connect with people over Instagram and actually form real relationships. It's very cool. But her name is Kim, and she is a life coach. And we're going to talk today about, I mean, you know me, my conversations tend to go everywhere. So um, she's a successful lifestyle coach and confidence coach too, which I think is really cool. She's a mother of two, a wife, um, and she's on a mission to help women create healthy habits in all areas of their life. So um, she goes on and she helps them create like action plans for success, um, increase like their confidence, reduce stress, and honestly, just crush those self-limiting beliefs that uh, we all deal with every single day. Hey everyone, welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable. So thank you for joining me and let's get started. Everybody. Welcome Kim. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm, I'm good. This is, this is so much fun. Yeah. Glad to meet you and be here today. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time. Um, so I mean, you do a little bit of everything from what I've seen. You've got a podcast, you're a life coach. Um, so let's just start with just, I know I gave you a bio, but kind of just tell me about yourself in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, great. I, um, thanks for having me. First of all, um, also like, it's just, I, um, I do a lot of things. I have been a former educator. I started in education as a teacher and administrator and got to a point where I was just like, you know, this is just running a lot of the rat race and not taking care of me. Um, so then I kind of switched gears and really started in a kind of a self-care fashion and really kind of leveling up myself in that way, learning how to set boundaries, how to take care of myself, how to, um, you know, change up my mindset and build my own confidence up. I've always appeared like a very confident person on the outside, but a lot of those self-limiting beliefs and self-sabotage things were kind of in my own life with my goals and kinds of things. Um, so as I've really been working on me, um, I've been able to learn how to share that with other people as well. And that's kind of where coaching came into play. Um, one of the things that I've always kind of been that friend that kind of people come to and, and ask questions of, or I'm able to help them work through things. And so I was like, you know, God's really kind of placed this in my life for a reason. And, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna roll with it. Like he's given me this gift for a reason. So, um, I've been a, self-care lifestyle coach for about six, almost seven years now. Um, and for, and about a lifestyle coach mindset, confidence coach, kind of more of like the last couple of years, but, um, it's been a lot of fun. And, um, I live here in Iowa. I've got two kids, very, very active kids. You, I think you said your kids were eight and 10, mine are nine and 12. Um, so we're like right in that, like thick of like elementary, middle school years. And, um, my husband's a teacher. So, um, during the day and the, during the school year, life is calm and quiet and it's good. Um, and I just get to a lot of, of have a lot of fun getting the work in. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, you said something that I want to touch on a little bit. You said I used to appear very confident, but I didn't actually feel confident on the inside. So how did you realize that? And then what did you do to kind of like address that? 
Yeah. So I have always been as an Enneagram three, I don't know if you've really dug into Enneagram much, but especially me, for me, like really learning about that has really opened up a lot of doors for me in the last couple of years. Um, but really it's always been, um, as a three, I definitely always want to show up as my best self. And I'm a kind of, I can be a chameleon if I don't catch myself blending Mm -hmm. into how other people want me to show up in life. And so, um, I am, I can be very much an extrovert when needed and show up and do and serve and be there for, and the people that need me to be there. Um, but, and I've always shown up confidently in that sort of way. Um, I've been an athlete my whole life, like kind of that star player. And like, by that, I mean, like I had like 28 people in my graduating class. So like <laughs> star player at a small, tiny school. I was like, we had like 700 in my graduation. Yeah. Class. Like, I don't know if my, like, I would have been the cream that rose to the crop for that kind of situation. But like, you know, I went to play at a D3 school as well and like ran track and played basketball and stuff there. So like, I mean, a kind of an athlete. Um, and so like, I always feel very, felt very confident in like those kinds of areas of life, but I kind of on the inside, I was always questioning myself. I was always yeah. like, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right, do it? Am I showing up the right way? Am I being who I really am or who I, who they want me to be? Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that really started to make me realize that and recognize that was people were always telling me, Oh, you're so confident. I'm surprised you, you don't feel confident when I started to like be vulnerable and open up with my team and like with things. And so I was like, Oh, huh. People have always thought that I've been the super confident one, which isn't true. So I always try to like burst that bubble with people. Like you can look like you're confident on the outside, but mm-hmm. it's not, doesn't mean that you always are. And then it's okay if you don't feel that way. Cause we can talk about it and work through it. And yeah. Yes. That's huh. rad. I love that. That's something that, um, cause I'm a former athlete too. And It's you're like you said, you know, once I got on the soccer field, I was like, there is nothing that can stop me. But then you get off and you're like, okay, well now when I shed this layer or this layer, what I'm supposed to be for all these people, like, Mm -hmm. how do you feel? This is a question I normally ask at the end, but we're organically here. So I'm going to ask you now, have you read Jay Shetty's book? Think like a monk. Yes. Parts. I haven't got all the, I haven't read it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always more of an auditory listener. So it's like, I mean, his voice is dreamy, so I definitely should get an audible <laughs> and just so listen great. to it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I can, I can hear his voice when I read it too. <laughs> yeah. So before I had even read his book, I heard of po- him on a podcast talking about identity and, mm-hmm. um, he talks about like, you know, who you are, like you're a mom, that's your identity in relation to someone else. Mm-hmm. So you are a a business owner, but that's your identity in relationship to your work. It's not your identity. So if you shed all of your identities that are in relation to other people for other things, who are you at the end? Yeah, this is such a deep question. And I, when I listened to a previous podcast of yours. I was like, oh no, she's going to ask. Me. I'm for sure going to ask you. <laughs> um, and so I've been thinking about this for a while, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's still so hard to answer uh, when you, yeah, it's so true. When you think about who you are and even like when you introduce yourself, you know, like well, we just did our introduction today. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's a mom. She's a wife. She's a coach. Like, um, but who am I at the core? Um, I would say that I am someone that, um, is a helper who wants to serve, um, wants to show up as my best self and, and be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, um, live a healthy life. I am someone who, um, 
really just wants to help and serve other people, help other people live their best life. And that starts with me showing up as my best self. Yes. Um, when I, when I retreat, when I go quiet, I'm also very much an introvert. Um, and so like this coming home and working for myself thing was like the best double-edged sword out there. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I was like, yes, I get to be myself and who I am. And I wear sweats. I like rarely do my hair, lucky to have mascara on makeup wise. And so like when I go out into the rest of the world, it can get kind of hard to not be me. Um, and just mm-hmm. show up as, as myself. So a lot of personal development, um, has gone into the last few years of just being me and whatever I used to like when, um, I'd go on girls trips or like business trips mm-hmm. or whatever. I was like, okay, I have to buy new clothes. I have to make sure I have my hair and nails done. I have to like, make sure I'm fitting the mold of all the things. And I really noticed like, especially over this last year when, you know, just being home all the time and yeah. not going anywhere, I have this new permission to like just be me. Mm-hmm. Like I've gone on four business trips this year, which may seem, seems like a lot with everything that's been going on, but, um, I didn't buy a single new item for any of the trips. I wore clothes that I had. Um, I did not get manicures and pedicures before I left for any of them. And like, even like this last trip, I just came home from like, my nails look so gross, my toes at least. <laughs> and I was like, guys, just don't take pictures with my feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just, I'm just a fine being me and whatever. So how refreshing is that? I mean, honestly, like when you talk to people and even for me, like during the pandemic, I, I have always worked in, uh, like I've been a manager in restaurants for 20 years before I was, um, an entrepreneur full-time. And I did not know that I was introverted until I was forced to stay home. And I was like, mm, this is what people are talking about. Yes. <laughs> this is why people do this because I don't have to talk to people. Yeah. And like how exhausted I was at the end of the day, like, um, my previous role as a school administrator, I was a curriculum director and technology director. Um, and I bounced from building to building, answering questions, serving people, doing what they needed to have fixed or, you know, worked through. Um, and so that was just so exhausting by the end of the day. Like I'd had so many touch points with so many people that it was just like, oh, and like now, yeah, now, like you, you see the other side and you're like, man, I can talk with 50 to 60 people in a day, but in the comfort of my own home where I have the control over how long or whatever the connection Mm -hmm. is with. And yeah, it's so much better. Yeah. And I like what you said about having, feeling like you had to show up fitting a role. Cause I used to do that too. I'm like, okay. I mean, I worked at, um, I I managed a high-end restaurant in LA. I used to wear literal dresses and stilettos to work, to work 12 hour shifts in a 12,000 square foot, two-story restaurant. It's baffling to me that I, I can't even walk in heels anymore. Like I I just don't even care because once I got comfortable in flats, I was like, who wears heels? We're not going back to that. (laughs) Who does that? That's awful. My ankle hurts, but I very much felt like I had to fit a role Mm -hmm. and then, you know, but it's like, I couldn't, I I guarantee I couldn't have shown up as my true self in that job, but I also didn't know my true self yet. So do you think like having a little bit more of a connection with who you were helped you to feel more confident? like showing that to the rest of the world? Yes, for sure. And it's really the thing that helped me like eventually walk away from my school admin job was that I just got feeling so uncomfortable trying to fit everyone's else else's expectations for me in that role um, that I was like, this just isn't worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd, I'd built my coaching business to a point where 
we could, you know, leave that position. And, you know, in the last couple of years, um, my husband has been into personal development just as much as me. And, um, I will never forget the day that I was standing at the kitchen sink. We have kind of a split level home. He was kind of upstairs in our bedroom, getting ready or whatever. And he kind of came out on the landing and was just like, he looked down at me and he was like, I just don't understand how you listen to what you listen to and what you consume on a daily basis and not feel like you can walk away from this, like from the, the toxic position that I was in or the feelings that I was having from this position. Oh, wow. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I literally like, just got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I still, th- I still get goosebumps thinking about it too, but like he like finally had that realization of like, she can't stay in this role because it's eating her alive. And that like, I was always just hanging on because it was the right thing to do for my family. And it was, you know, it was irresponsible to walk away from a career that I'd had, you know, two masters in and spent 13 years of my life building to climbing a corporate ladder in a corporate educational ladder right. for, um, and like, you know, this is what it was supposed to be right? Like I was supposed to get to the top and just keep going there. Um, but it was so unfulfilling and it was just, wasn't the right. I mean, I was very good at my job, but like at the same time, um, everyone had access to me and I just felt like I had to answer things right away and just serve on their timeline and not mine. I had no boundaries at work. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it was not a good environment for me, for me to be in. But as I did more and more personal development, I was realizing that. And then it was just like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, follow the path that is being laid out for me here instead of trying to force myself into a position that it just doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. So you said something that I totally picked up on because it's, it's this idea of, especially we, as women, Mm -hmm. we, when we work so hard to do what we're told we're supposed to want, like that was very much me. And, you know, I was married to my kid's dad. I'm like, I literally have all the things I'm supposed to want. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong. And so you're like, you get to this point, you're like, well, they told me as a kid and then in high school and then in college, whatever, if you do a, B and C, like graduate the high school, go get the degree, find the husband, have the kids like, Mm -hmm. and then that's, that's where it ends for women. Yeah. It's like, cool. Now you live for other people and you are supposed to find pure joy in the fact that your life is built to serve others. And there's a difference between choosing to have an impact, like sitting here going, I want to serve others because it's, it's my joy, like to watch people, like what you do, you help people go from where you were Mm -hmm. to living where you are now. That is different than I exist for the service of others. And I no longer get to have myself. So how scary was it to make that change of realizing, like, I've done all the things I've, I've invested in the education. You said you have two master's degrees. How scary was it to walk away from the things and everything that everyone told you to do? And then to feel like, okay, well, and you know, now I have to do what I think I need to do. Yeah. It actually wasn't that scary. Oh, I love Um, that. It was, it was actually really freeing. Um, the hardest part was that in education, you can't just like put your two weeks notice in and walk away. Like, Mm. I mean, you can, but like, it's really difficult to do. So like I put in my notice in March with full understanding, knowing that they were going to need to replace me and that things were going to, you know, 
take time. My respect to them as a school district to be able to put things in place, you know? Um, and so I put my resignation in March, but I had to fulfill my contract through the first of July. And so that was the hardest part of, of the whole journey was one, letting go of the control of how things were going to happen after I left, mm. um, then making plans of really kind of dissolving my position was really hard to sit in an administrative watch. position and watch and watch them, like just take all of the things that I did. And a lot of things they don't even know that I did. Um, and like just putting that on other people's plates, that was hard, but then also, um, just knowing that, I didn't have control over that, which at the same time, it was kind of like, I need to wash my hands of this and walk away, but I'm still in it. Yeah. You know? Like that was, that was probably the hardest part, but, um, yeah, it wasn't necessarily scary. Like I felt very confident in where I was going with coaching. Mm-hmm. I felt very confident that this was the right path. Um, it just took that like permission from him that one morning to say, why, why are you still here? Why are you still trying to force this? And why are you trying to keep doing something that you're unhappy in? Yeah. Um, Which I will forever be grateful for. Um, and cause I would probably still be in that role and still just doing the things if, you know, because, you know, of his security, um, and wanting to make sure that my family was taken care of and all the things. Mm -hmm. And I, I maybe wouldn't have taken the leap, but him giving me the permission in that moment was like, okay, let's do this. And then that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. So now you are life coaching full time have yes. been for six years, but you said in the last couple of years, you've really kind of like maybe niche down or however you want to say it, into like mindset shifts and things like that. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, that aspect was, of, yeah. Yeah. Like life coaching piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, I work in this, I really try to work more in like life coaching in general, is just a really big blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, it can kind of cover a lot of things and happy to help and serve anyone who, who feels like I'm a good fit for them and, and they want to work with me. Um, but like where I really hone in on is really helping people set and reach goals. Um, and really kind of building their confidence to be able to set those goals, those kind of scary things that they kind of think they maybe want, but they're really unsure of how to get there. Um, and then also like creating the action plans and the accountability to get to where they want to go. It really started in self-care. So like, um, you know, I wanted to make sure I was taking care of my body. I found a community of women that helped me you know, stay consistent and do the things, but then also, you know, encourage me to start getting into personal development. And that's where the mindset shift started changing. And really you don't get anywhere in life unless your mindset changes and shifts in that process. And so, um, that's what, that's the piece that I really like to help people with is shifting from fear or shifting from doubt or shifting from those self-sabotaging self-limiting beliefs that they have and really taking, taking the action that they need to get to where they want to go. Um, uh, a couple of my clients, like one of them most recently, she's a real estate agent. She was making a break from her current brokerage and changing and starting a new brokerage of her own. And she was like, I really am not sure if this is the right step or if this is what I want to do. So we just walked through it. Um, and, you know, talked about, what would this look like? How is how's this going to work for you? And then, um, and now she's made the shift. And most recently we talked about like some end of year goals. Like, what does that look like? How can we break that down? And it's not my, my position at all to make decisions for people or to give a ton of solutions or, um, but, or like, um, guide, them. but it's my, my, my job to guide them in that direction. Just mm-hmm. ask a bunch of questions and help them come to the solution. Um, because most, most people, 
if you give someone a strategy or you give them a solution, they're only like 15% likely to actually follow through with it. Mm -hmm. But if you help them come up with the solution and it's their idea, now they're 85 to 90% more likely to actually take action on it um, and to achieve the thing that they want to do. So um, knowing that and just what it is that I want to be able to help people do like they can come to me with anything and we just work through it together. And I just ask questions and help them dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. So, um, I've always in, cause I read a lot of personal development as well. Mm-hmm. The difference between dreams and goals. Do you have a lot of, um, conversation with your, your clients about this? Like, yeah, you can have this dream life, but if, if mm-hmm. you're not like, what, what do you tell them is the difference between a dream and a goal? The difference between the dream and a goal is action. Mm-hmm. So like I can, and we always say like, um, a, a goal without an action plan or a goal without, um, really any steps towards it. It's just a wish. It's just a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you can dream about having the beautiful house and dream about having like the lifestyle that you want, but if you're not willing to take a step forward, then, and put in the action behind it, some work, some effort behind it, it's, it's just a dream. It will never actually come through with things. So creating those success plans, creating what would it look like if I were to stay where I'm at right now versus what, you know, kind of in that struggle, you know, what will life look like kind of projecting kind of a little bit, like what will life look like if I stay on this path versus what will life look like if I go a different direction and go towards the things that I say that I want. Um, and then, you know, okay, that's where you want to go. Then let's create some action steps, baby steps that yeah. add up, to, you know, that's the inches that get you down the mile. Mm-hmm. So, um, just kind of what are the things that we need to do in order to go that direction? So do you find that, um, changing your career path? Cause you were in education in mm-hmm. children. Do you find that it has changed your parenting with your kids? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like we're, 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 my husband's a teacher. He's a fourth grade teacher. So like we do a lot of teacher talk in this house and like 100%, (laughs) like, you know, uh, like I used to kind of run my house a little bit as the kind of a classroom and those kinds of mindset, but knowing more about person development and goals and actions, like we talk about that all the time. We do affirmations with my kids in the car in the morning on the way to school. Um, we talk about goals and like, I feel like I really know their Enneagram as well, um, which has helped me be a better parent, a better mom. My son is very goal-driven and very like work ethic, you know, like he's a three, like me, Mm -hmm. um, you can be a little more blunt with him. Um, where my daughter is more of a two, she's very sensitive and just like, you really have to Oreo things with her. So like, and honor where her feelings are. Um, so that's really helped me so much in parenting and just, just knowing we know where you're going to go in life, um, and really helping them just live who they want to be. Um, mm-hmm. and my husband still wants my daughter to be like this amazing athlete. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know if that's going to be her thing. Like we have, to, <laughs> we have to love that. She loves to twirl and dance and be the cheerleader. And she's a super helper. And like, we're going to honor that and let her run there. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so one thing I on, honestly, when I, when I see people talk about their life coaches and stuff like that, I think a a misconception and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have to be in a certain field to need a life coach or to benefit from a life coach. So can you talk a little bit more about like how, I mean, you said you had a client that was a real estate agent, but that's not like the first thing I would think of, of someone wanting a coach. So can you talk a little bit more about like who can benefit from a life coach and, and maybe how it can apply to those different industries? Yeah. Anyone, anyone can be, can have a life coach, um, whether you're a stay at home mom who just wants to work through some things, um, struggles and, and mindset things of your own. Like, I mean, 
stay-at-home moms have the hardest job yep. ever because you're raising future humans to go out into society. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have just as much work to do as someone who is like in the dental industry or a real estate agent or an education or whatever it is that you decide to do goals and action plans are needed in everything in life. Um, and so whether, whether, regardless of what industry you're in, um, everyone has self-limiting beliefs. Everyone has self-sabotaging habits in some sort of way. And anybody that wants to go someplace in life, anybody that wants to have more success, um, it qualifies to have life coach. Um, so it's just really anybody that wants to level up a little bit and have a different life than they have now. That's awesome. And I really love what you said about like, uh, coaching people to create the solutions for themselves. It's Mm -hmm. like when I, I mean, you know, my kids are in third and fifth grade and my son constantly wants me to come in there and help him do his homework. And I said, if I do your homework, you're not learning it because I already learned it because that was many moons ago. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so, and even my daughter, she's, this is the first year where she's had to organize her time Mm -hmm. and she's struggling. Like she's struggling. She gets overwhelmed. She's like, oh, I didn't do this on Friday. Now I have to do it now. And I'm like, okay, listen, I explained the word logistics to them the other day. And they were like, what? Cause I very much like, I don't sugarcoat with my kids. I've, I've never done like the baby talk. You know, we talk to them, you know, at an appropriate level, obviously, but you know, Hey, if you want to learn a big word, like let's learn a big word and understand what it means. So I said, every, like you can logistics apply to everything. I said, it applies to your schoolwork in your life. So you have your planner. If you know that on Saturday, you're going to see your uncle with your dad. And then on Sunday you come here and we have plans. Then maybe on Friday you get your homework done because logistically that's where you have time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and proving to her also like, Hey, you've had hard days before and you survived all of them. So what makes you think you can't do the next one? Exactly. So it's been a great parenting lesson. Yeah. And like, yeah. And my son too, like he'll like, I last night, for example, I said, Hey guys, we have like 10 minutes before it's time for bed. Like have your things done. You, it looks like you have X, Y, and Z left to do like, but with 10 minutes you're going to bed. Um, and my son laid on the bed and watched YouTube for seven minutes. Um, and then he came upstairs and had like three things to do. Well, I need more time. Well, no, actually you chose to do X, Y, Z. And so therefore this is your consequence. And so, um, and so like just really always talking about the choices they make. Um, and I always try to preface things ahead of time because of logistically, like help Mm -hmm. them plan and help them see why we're making these decisions now and whatever. Um, we do a lot of planning. I feel like I'm the chaos coordinator of our, our home. Um, (laughs) the calendar is always up on my phone or on my computer, um, and prepping them for the day. So like, Hey, tonight we have basketball practice and we have silk class and we have X, Y, Z. Like, are you prepared for these things? Are you ready to make the choice that you need to make for for the day or whatever. Yeah. Um, coming upstairs, you know, it's veterans day or when recording this. And so like, um, my son came upstairs. I was like, okay, the expectation at school today is everyone's wearing red, white, and blue. You're not, are you okay with that? Um, are your are kids you at school that? today? My kids are at school today. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a day on. Um, yeah, it's a day on and a day of, of remembrance and, um, they awesome. do all kinds of activities at school. We have this really amazing community program that happens every year. They bring all of the kids of the district. And by that, it's like 600 kids together into one place and the community comes. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, that is so um, cool. 
Yeah. And it's great for kids of all ages to be able to see and honor our veterans mm-hmm. in our community. But yeah. So um, I'm like, okay, are you comfortable with that? Is it, this is a choice that you want to be making? Okay. Now let's think this through. Um, yeah. So it's just those kinds of things, small things like that, but Okay. So yeah. So I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do have one more question. If you have this person, like say someone's listening to this episode of my podcast and -hmm. they were kind of like on the fence of like, well, I don't know if it'll benefit me. I don't know. Like, what would you say to them? Or like, what conversation would you have with them to, to see whether or not they want to take that next step to hiring a life coach? I would say, reach out to the coach that you feel like you connect with. If that's me, awesome. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on social media, wherever. Um, if it's somebody else that you're following and you're like, I think I'd like to work with this coach, reach out to them, ask them to, um, do like, maybe like a, a discovery call is what mm-hmm. I usually call them. Um, I I've gotten on with people before and I'm like, I don't know if I'm the right person to help you. Um, or if you're ready to be coached yet. Um, mm-hmm. I always try to make sure my people, um, are committing to be coachable to being coachable, to being, um, making sure that they are ready to be decisive and take action. Um, and that they're just ready to like invest in themselves and really go for it. Cause if you're not quite to that point yet, it's going to be a waste of time for you and the coach and, and, and maybe a waste of, of ink of money, um, what mm-hmm. you're investing in there. So like, you have to be ready for it. Um, but the definitely reaching out to that coach and having that discovery call, really talking through the things that you want to maybe be working on. And then, then deciding if that person's the right fit for you to, to go that direction. So that's awesome. Yeah. One thing you said that I don't think a lot of people understand, like I own my own business and Mm -hmm. I don't accept like people think, Oh, well, Oh, you just take the clients that come to you. Right. And you're like, no, Mm -hmm. I, I will not form a partnership with someone unless it is mutually beneficial, unless I feel like I can help you in the best way. And and if you're willing to be helped. And I think that's a, a big thing to understand in what you do as well. Yeah. And my, my full goal is to, obviously I want this to be an income producing thing for my family and it has been, it's been great, but the, my full goal is always to help people go from point A to point B in their life. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not about the money for me, but, but just like any job it's there, there is compensation that goes with it. Um, so people have to be ready to invest in themselves. And even if it's not just like paying for life coaching, but it's investing in who you are going to become, um, I think is a big thing I've paid for coaches in the past and it's always made me level up. It's always kind of that like little skin in the game that you need to have, um, in order to make it real and make it something that you really are committed to, you Mm -hmm. know, like I always think about like when my kids get free toys or like, you know, stuff like that, like there's nothing that they I mean, they may play for it for like 30 seconds and then it's like, whatever. Um, but like, if, if you make a child, like my son wanted a cell phone this summer going into middle school, I was like, okay, yeah, we're probably to that point. Um, but like he had to earn it. And so yes. he has a lot more ownership in the things that he takes, he has to earn and earn than if he were just to give it to him. So, um, so paying for a life coach and deciding that that's something that you want to do always puts a little more skin in the game and always makes it more of a a general benefit to you in the end. But I also like how you said that they're paying for a life coach is investing in themselves, not in the life coach. Like that's, that's like a mindset shift that you were just talking about on one of your podcast episodes is that you're not paying for them. You're paying for yourself. You're spending that money on, you know, a return on your own investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things like I was thinking, breaking through my own money mindset issues from the past, um, was really of like, just understanding that, that money is energy. 
-hmm. and whether, and where you're putting your money is where your energy is going and where your mindset goes and all those kinds of things. So if you're always thinking in that scarcity mindset of like hoarding and keeping and not having enough, then that's how you're always going to show up in life. And that's how it's always going to be presented to you. But if you are coming from abundance and investing in the areas that you want to see grow, then those are the you know, things that continue to grow and continue to get better for you. Yes. So yeah, investing in yourself is, is energy moving and flowing, not money. It's a currency, but yeah, I just told my kids the other day, my son was struggling with homework and he's like, I can't do it. I said, you know what, if that's what you think, then you're absolutely right. And he was like, what? (laughs) And I said, you're going to get more of what you already are. So if you are upset Mm -hmm. and convinced that you won't do it, then it's going to take you that much longer to do it because you're going to prove yourself. Right. I said, now, if you turn around, take a deep breath and are convinced that you are a small, like a smart, strong boy that is determined and can do it it's going to go a lot easier in your way. And he was like, mm-hmm. whatever. He didn't want to learn it yet. He's not there yet. And it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We'll get there. Right. We are like, we could like flip flop houses and like, oh. our kids would never even know. Cause we have the oh, same yeah. kind of very <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. About like where my kids are now, like, and how I'm raising them versus how I was raised. Like, I mean, my mom, my mom and dad did the best they could, whatever, but like just knowing like how, we think as parents and how we encourage them and support them in mindset pieces. Um, mm-hmm. it's just so much different than the way we were raised. And I'm so drastically different. Yes. Yeah. But like you said, I'm grateful that, that we can maybe break some generational things that don't need to be passed on. It's yes. like, keep the good and leave the rest. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Keep the good and leave the rest. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate it. Um, can you just tell everybody that's listening where they can find you online, where they can listen to your podcast, get in touch with you if they're interested in life coaching? All yeah, of that. All, for sure. Um, you can find me online at K-J-P-M-E-Y-E-R um, on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, also at Choose to Rise Up on both those platforms as well. Choose to Rise Up is my podcast and you can find it on any podcast app that is out there. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And I honestly hope you have a great day. Um, I hope you guys go enjoy your veterans day celebration. (laughs) Yeah. Same. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Have a good one. Okay.